This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. In the last episode, number 27, you heard from my good friend, Todd Herman, who consults billionaires and royal families. He also put in 56 grand into his last launch and generated 556 grand back all within 30 days. Okay, Top Tribe, our guest today is Heaton Shaw. Now, Heaton has started three software-as-a-service companies. Again, that's SaaS companies, including Crazy Egg, Kissmetrics, and Quicksprout. We're going to dive into all of those here in the podcast. But two are self-funded, and the other one is venture-backed. And so that's what we're going to focus on. Heaton, I'm excited to have you here. Are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right, man. Well, let's jump in. So why don't you tell folks a little bit of just a quick overview about Crazy Egg, and then we'll do Kissmetrics and then Quick Sprout and jump into the differences in terms of funding. Sure. So Crazy Egg self-funded and it creates heat maps where people are clicking on a website. So it's a very approachable analytics tool that doesn't give you lots of numbers, but instead visually shows you what people are doing on your website. It's been out uh, since about 2005, so it's about 10 years old this year, and uh, it's self-funded, and there's uh, less, there's a half a dozen people working in the company, so it's not that large in terms of headcount. And then, so let's then go over to Kissmetrics. That's your funded one. Um, quick pitch yeah. on that. Yeah, we we actually spun it out of Crazy Egg when we were working on a second product, and uh, we uh, raised money for it in 2008, and uh, it it helps people understand their customers. So things like lifetime value, if you have an e-commerce site or a SaaS business, uh, where what people are purchasing and all the different marketing channels that are bringing them there. Think of it as like Google Analytics, but on steroids, because it actually tells you what your actual users are doing. So walk us through, before we get into the quick overview on Quick uh, Quick Sprout, we have a lot of, and we have a lot of SaaS entrepreneurs that some of them are going through Techstars or Y Combinator right now. Others of them, they've already yeah. grown to say a million or a three or $5 million ARR run rate. And some of them have yeah. side ideas and they're trying to figure out, maybe the investors support the side idea or they don't, but the side idea does revenue and they try and figure out, well, when does a spin out make sense? Can you tell us real quick when and why you decided to spin Kissmetrics out of Crazy Egg? Yeah, our reason was very simple. I think, uh, and, and I probably have a tip or two for people on the call, but our reason was that we want to learn about what uh, raising money felt like and, and uh, the whole cycle. And uh, the people who had, we raised money from actually didn't want to invest in the original Crazy Egg idea. So we just got to keep it separate and we spun Kissmetrics out. And my co-founder and I went over there and even a few people from the team and started focusing on that business while Crazy Egg was still running independently. Um, so it was just a very specific situation for us. We really wanted to learn about funding, not just self-funding. So we did it. Um, I think for anybody that's got those side projects and I think it's easiest if you have investors in the sense that like if your main project is making revenue and you can keep growing it, I would recommend focusing on that. And anything you do on the side or anything would either be just completely separate or it feeds into the other thing. Like it helps you get customers or helps you keep customers or something like that. If you're self-funded, bootstrapped, whatever you call it, um, I, I think it's really tough to have side projects and not get distracted. So my advice for you, we focus on one project at a time, get it to a place where it's in a very good place and then move on to a new project. 
and so I assumed when you guys moved on, you had to do a lot. I, I'm assuming you had to do a lot of work to to find. I think his name. I think you pronounce it uh, Krutal. Is he the current guy? Who's the current person that you guys found to run Crazy Egg? Uh, we didn't. We didn't find anyone. My, my wife actually runs most of it. She's also Neil, my co-founder's uh, uh, sister. Oh, okay. And so uh, she actually runs operations, all that. Crudel, he's actually a gentleman that used to work with us at our consulting company, which is actually where we spun Crazy Egg out of. Wow. Uh, and he also helped in the early days of Crazy Egg, and and he was one of our top sort of uh, sort of partners in, in in the firm. And so, uh, yeah, he's still running around. He works at Automatic right now, uh, works with them and does a bunch of other stuff. So if, let me just, I didn't know this part. So it sounds like kind of the story, you and Neil had a consulting business. Yes. You got a lot of insights via the consulting work into different consumer problems in the marketplace. You said, we could probably automate this with Crazy Egg. Then you said, you know what? We want to keep our learning curve really high. We want to know what this whole funding thing looks like. Plus, we kind of have a good idea with Kissmetrics. Let's spin it out, build that, and learn at the same time. Where does Quicksprout fit in? Yeah, so as of of late, so about early this year, Neil and I are no longer working at Kissmetrics. Um, There's a new CEO at the company. There's been two, but there's a new one right now. And he's sort of running the company. So we, we basically moved on. Um, we still have equity in the company and want to see it su- succeed and everything. Um, but we basically went back to working on Crazy Egg and also started a new company called Quicksprout. Uh, Quicksprout.com is actually my co-founder Neil's blog. And we get about 600, 700,000 visits a month. Uh, and uh, we we currently basically are uh, helping people find uh, consultants and ser- services firms to help them with marketing. That's how we make money in the business. It's like a sort of lead gen, but we, we have approved partners and stuff like that. But what we're really doing is uh, since uh, I'm much more involved in it now, it's not just Neil's blog, uh, we're actually building software. And the goal of that business is build software to help people um, uh, do content marketing. Wow. Well, so here's what I'd love to do because we kind of have four you know, the top tribe is made up of four really specific people. The student like Kara here in Blacksburg that's thinking about starting their own company out of school. The person stuck yeah. in corporate who's like wishing they could just get out and do their own thing. The blogger that maybe has 5,000 people on their email list and they're trying to figure out how to build something more than just a membership site that has churn that's through the roof. Or a SaaS entrepreneur that's thinking about lifetime value, ARPU, and CAC all day. So if you don't mind, I'd love to jump and dive into the quick sprout route specifically. How did you guys, um, I imagine with 600,000 unique website views per month, you're also building a pretty healthy email list. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll just talk through kind of something a very generic, but yet probably useful piece of advice across the board. So all of our companies have a blog. All of our companies do content marketing, uh, all meaning all three of them. And we're very good at it. And so what, when, you, when you get good at it, a, a tactic, especially like a marketing tactic, you keep doing more of it and you learn more and more about it, especially if you feel like it's universal. So my generic advice, which I usually don't give, but it makes sense in this case, is all those categories of people, if they just got better at writing content, writing a blog, writing a newsletter, I also have a personal email newsletter at heaton.com uh, that I send every week for just people H- interested H- in SaaS. H-I-T-E-N.com? Yeah, it's my name.com. Okay, yeah. and we'll link to that and, for sure in the show a, notes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but my, my, my example was, it doesn't, the content doesn't have to be a blog, but the bottom line is, regardless of what you're charging for, you need to build an audience. And so a blogging or having a newsletter allows you to build that audience before you might even have a product or before it's solid, before you're ready to monetize. And if you're already monetizing, 
all that stuff can help you actually build a funnel. And I think what you were, what you were hinting at was, yeah, in all my businesses, our funnels are do get traffic with content, very wide traffic. So at Kissmetrics, it's marketers, at Crazy Egg, it's designers, at Quicksprout, it's marketers as well, uh, but a little bit of a different purpose, more around content marketers. Uh, and basically, we build a top of funnel where anybody that's interested in the topic ends up reading our content. We, we, we spend a lot of time building high quality content and lots of it. And then we, we use that traffic and that some of those people end up giving us their emails because they want a course or they want a PDF or they just want updates from us. And then from there we do real quick, Keen, how, that, can you walk yeah. me through that conversion rate real quick? So of the 600,000 unique website views per month, how many of them are giving their email address and how big is the email list currently? Yeah. At this point we're doing a lot of experimentation. Uh, I don't, I don't remember if we've shared any of the numbers on the email list, but it's, it's definitely more than a hundred thousand emails. Uh, at Quicksprout specifically. Um, and then um, in terms of the conversion rates there, like they vary anywhere from some audiences are as low as two or 3%. And we've gotten some people as high as like, I'd say seven, 8%, maybe even more uh, to give us their email. So Would you, credit? you can easily say out of, out of 600,000, we're, we're, we're collecting or getting like 50,000 emails a month or something like that. Okay. So the to- I, don't quote me on any of that. Those are just rough <laughs> it's fine. It's totally yeah. fine. The, it's just as valuable because a lot of times you hear these people talk on all these shows and they it's hard. They don't actually give numbers, so you don't know if they're faking it or not. And yeah. I know for you, you're doing it, but you do you don't do a lot of interviews and don't get out there a ton. So I'm trying. I'm doing my best to pull this out of you for the top tribe. So thanks for sticking with me. Um, oh, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So walk me through that cohort of traffic that's converting from unique website view to emails at seven to eight percent. Is that because you're doing a different content strategy and you're targeting different keywords? Or is that because you found a marketing partner and their community is just one that's more likely to take action on your site? Yeah, for us, it's like we build our own audience. Like we just build our own audience. I mean, in fact, if you go to like a July 6 post from Neil, on Quicksprout, he talks about uh, the hundred thousand dollar challenge. He's we're basically he's focused on this, but like we're building a new blog. Uh, it's actually for nutrition, and we're he's he's teaching people how to get to a hundred thousand a month in revenue. And where a, can people check blog. that out? It's it's just they can go to it's, Quicksprout. It's, it's all it, it's all on Quicksprout. Yeah, you just have to look through the content. We do produce a lot of great content, so you just have to go to like the second page of the content. Uh, but this is a July six post, and it's an update on the challenge. And so, you know, one of the things that we've learned is like we're very open about sharing all these numbers, and people can learn. Like, they, they, there's probably somewhere in there on like the content and how we came up with better content and the shift in the content we're doing to get more traffic and all these really neat um, sort of things that anyone can learn from, regardless of you know, who you are and what you're trying to accomplish. So, you know, I, I think, I think for us, it, like, I, I like to call content marketing the gift that keeps on giving as long as you keep doing it. Yep. But like, it just compounds on itself. It helps you get search traffic, helps you build a brand. There's, there's, there's literally a very, very reasonable, endless uh, amount of uh, attention you can get if that's the strategy you're using today. So we'll link to that July 6th post in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top. But to complete this content marketing funnel, um, Heaton on Quicksprout, you've got your unique website views, converting them to an email address, whether they want a PDF or a course, then what are they actually buying? Are they wh- What are you selling? Yeah, so right now we're just helping match them with people who can um, uh, do some marketing services for them. So we have a lot of flows around that. Uh, and, and it just tends to be approved people because a lot of people actually want to hire my co-founder, Neil, but he's not doing that kind of work right now. So we found a whole bunch of people, uh, who run their own companies that are actually very good at it. And we actually vet them and make sure that they're doing high quality work. So that's the main way right now. 
um, in the next, starting in the next couple of weeks, we're going to actually start launching uh, software uh, that people can use to understand how to do more effective content marketing. So if you're blogging, whether it's a personal blog or a blog for a very large business uh, with a lot of traffic, uh, you should be able to use our tools to write better content. Because oh, at the right. end of the day, more, better, faster is how you uh, grow your content. Now, some people might be listening going, you know, I wonder if I wonder if Heat and Neil if they actually still write their own content or if they've got a system of other people that do it because they're so successful and so busy. Do you and Neil actually still sit down behind a computer in WordPress and type out your articles? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, it's... It's It's that critical. uh, Yeah, it's that critical, but also like, you know, and I guess we're going to have a bunch of links to QuickSprout, but like (laughs) Neil's, I mean, Neil's built a brand by blogging about everything he knows and the experiments he's running and you know what we're learning and so there's probably a blog post out there about how he how he writes content there's probably four or five of them actually on the blog so i'm happy to include that too but like look i think uh, what we've learned is that it, the especially if you're building a brand so like building a personal brand or even a business brand the consistency of the voice of the content is very important and it's very difficult to do that when you have someone else writing your content for you because mm-hmm. uh, it won't exactly be your words. And so even if we had somebody else write content for us, which we've experimented with here and there, um, we, we end up coming back to writing it ourselves just because we have to do so much work to fix it, so wow. much work to change it so that it's our voice. So I don't think it's impossible to get other people to write content for you, but if you really care about your voice, then you're going to want to find a way to do it in such a way where it feels it feels like you actually wrote it even if you didn't. Well, listen, if you're doing it with, with the background that you and Neil have, guys, Top Tribe, you got to take that home with you. It's about discipline, consistency, voice, you know, create the content. And again, look out for, I don't know what it is, but it sounds exciting. Look out for what Neil and Heaton are working on in terms of helping you guys software-wise write better content. If you are loving this episode, you will love episode number eight, where we talk to the head of strategy at GoPro, responsible for taking them from $300,000 a year in sales to $300 million in sales. And to celebrate the top tribe, I am giving you guys the chance to win a GoPro and my top three favorite business books. In order to win, simply text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, N-A-T-H-A-N to 33444 for your chance to win hundreds of dollars in prizes every week. The first one is a GoPro and my favorite business books. All right, Heaton, my heart's pounding. It's coming to my most favorite part of the show. You know what time it is? I don't know what time it is, but I'm ready. Dude, you, I like that approach. You let me down. It's time for the famous five, man. Awesome. All right, let's jump in. Number one, what is your favorite business book? I like this book called uh, The Five Elements of Effective Thinking because I think that if you can think better, you're going to do better shit. I love that. And would you recommend that for anyone or starter entrepreneurs or successful ones? Absolutely. Everyone. Absolutely. Got it. Got it. Okay, number two, which CEO are you following or studying right now? All of them. (laughs) You You name them. I'm watching their videos. You name them. I'm reading their books. You name them. I'm listening to the podcast they do. Just, I feel like I can learn from everybody. And these CEOs, they, you know, just once, once you're a founder and you run a company, you're just like, and you have, you know, let's say over a dozen people working there and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's hard, right? So just hearing people's perspectives is great. One of my favorite things recently was uh, my friend O Malik asked uh, Mark Zuckerberg a question and the question was about being a CEO and uh, related to Twitter and their CEO. And Mark Zuckerberg just laid it out on why being a founder CEO is such a more 
sort of, you have all these advantages uh, of just people believing in you in a way that if you just took over a company, you wouldn't. So I, I can even link to that, but like, man, like the, every, all of them, they're all, they're all, they all got something interesting to say that I can learn from. Great. I love that. Okay. Number three, what is your favorite online tool? Like maybe Evernote. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I write a lot of content and since you mentioned Evernote and I'm actually, I think it's the worst product out there right now because mm -hmm. it, it was good when I first started, but all these new things have come along that do, do what Evernote's supposed to do better. So the one I like right now that's related to Evernote is actually Quip, Q-U-I-P. Uh, it's a it's a new one by the guy that started Google Maps, and he was like I think he was CTO or director of engineering or something at Facebook. Um, really cool guy, uh, has really cool ideas. But the the really neat thing is like if Microsoft Word and even Excel were like online, it wouldn't be like Google Docs anymore. It would be like this experience that's more collaborative, and you feel like you can you know kind of uh, organize content with with other people. And Quip is the best way to do that. All right, Q-U-I-P, right? Or yeah, Q-U-I-P excuse me, QUIP. And the biggest thing about it is that, um, I, I, I write my drafts in there. I edit people's blog posts in there. I'll even put their stuff in there if it's not in there, just so that it's easier to edit and think about. And then literally even uh, quick sprout, all the documentation is all in there too, around like how we run the company. So we're, we've standardized on it. We really like it. I think the whole idea of like these editors and and, and, you know, these like sort of tools that allow you to write content and keep them there and organize them. There, there's going to be new ones all the time. Uh, but that's the one I really like right now. Okay, great. Number four, you're a busy guy. You consume a lot of content. Heaton, yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep each night? A absolutely. What's bedtime? Uh, that's variable, but <laughs> yes, I, I get sleep. So I, sometimes I sleep at one, wake up at nine, but like I get eight hours. I try my best to get about seven to eight hours when I get less, I feel different. So I know I need Got it. enough. That's smart. Do you, and just real quick, a side note, do you have a family or, or your, well, yeah, you said your wife is, wait, was it your wife that you said was yeah, working with I, Neil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm married. I have a wife and I have two kids. I have a 18 month old daughter and a five and a half year old son. Yeah. So that's great. We've got a lot of, again, top tribers that are eight, maybe in corporate that say, oh, I've got to keep this job because I have three kids and it's so risky. I don't know how to do it. And so I think that's really valuable just to get that context. So, well, my, my advice to all of them is build a personal brand because then you'll have more options than the job you have. So just start that. blogging, start doing something. Content, content, content. Now, Heaton, how small on the side. Yep. Yeah. How, how old are you right now? Uh, I turned 34 in two days. Well, Hey, happy, happy early birthday, man. If you wish, Thank you. yeah, the, the, uh, I love learning things that save me like years of my life. I think I probably only got about 1.4 billion seconds left to live as a 25 year old white male in North America. So if you wish <laughs> your 20 year old self knew one thing, what would it be? Uh, you know, uh, I, I think it starts with this quote. I don't know whose quote it is. I'm almost going to look it up right now. It's called know thyself. So I, I would have spent a lot more time understanding my own personality and my own origin, like wh where my understanding of the world came from and how it was shaped because uh, as, as I'm now 34, so almost 10 years older than you, um, <laughs> not that that means anything, just means just I'm 10 a number. years dumber than you. No. <laughs> yeah, 10 years dumber than you, trust me. Um, but uh, if, I, if I knew more about myself earlier and how my thoughts are shaped and my actions are shaped... I would be much more effective. So I think know thyself is what I would have told my 20 year old self. And my 20 year old self would have looked at me and be like, you're an idiot. So <laughs> uh, like, who cares? You know, I'm, I'm partying, I'm having fun. I'm in college, whatever it is. Right. 
Uh, and, and for me, like, I think that's the most important thing that I've learned, which is like, I, I got to understand myself in order to be effective. Yeah. We talked to John Lee Dumas in episode 21 and he said the same thing. He said he was at 20, he was doing keg stands and chasing girls. And he would have looked at himself and said, yeah. you're a dumbass, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty so, much. Yeah. So he, and you're on a crazy journey. If people want to follow you, what you're doing at Quick Sprout and even Kissmetrics and Crazy Egg, where can they follow or connect with you online? Yeah, I tweet a lot. So my, my biggest thing is probably Twitter. It's HN Shah, H-N-S-H-A-H on Twitter. And then my newsletter is uh, heaton.com. Uh, but uh, it's for SaaS people. So if you're into SaaS, it'll be very useful to you. At least that's what people say. Hey, well, we've got um, a lot yeah. of SaaS folks. So they're going to, they'll love that. We'll link to that Heaton right in the show notes. And, and my email, I even put out my email in case anyone feels uh, like they need to email me, but it's actually my Twitter account at Gmail. Great. That's so pretty easy to find. Cool. Well, well, hey, he and I appreciate that. We'll link to all those in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top. So going back to, again, kind of an agency consultancy model to a self-funded crazy egg in 2005 to a spin out of Kissmetrics to learn about what a funding, a funded business looks like. Now to Quick Sprout, where you guys are crushing it. Heaton, thank you so much for taking us to the top. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Take care. Coming up in episode number 29, you are going to learn from David Hancock and the story behind Brendan Burchard's $2.1 million book deal with his first publisher, again, David Hancock. This podcast is produced by Oration Recording and is sponsored by Eddie Communications and Roanoke, Virginia's Grandin CoLab, the premier workspace for entrepreneurs and growing companies.